Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 101. John and Wendy talk to Bruce Waller. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you doing tonight, John? I am great, Wendy. Hard <laughs> to believe we're now, as Bruce and I were talking about briefly before we got started, it is now the march to 200. Yes, we so are. <laughs> we that are on the path. And crazy, we wanted, man. <laughs> it, that, yeah. And as I like to say, it's bananas. Yes. Hard, hard to believe we are here. We wanted to take just a minute. We, we certainly talk about sponsors a lot, and we yeah. have been so appreciative of everybody that's worked with us to date. This will be coming out right after our, our last conversation with Centennial Inc. and Mike Sippel yeah. as far as the monthly chat. We are certainly open to uh, love talking to potential sponsors. Yes. We do have someone that will be sponsoring the month of February. So you'll hear about that next week. But if you are uh, looking to work with someone or some people like us, we are always happy to talk to you. And I want to just throw that out there because it's been great to work with folks like Namely and CareerArc with Skill Scout and Balance Track. Bonusly and and now Centennial. Yep. So yeah, we were again incredibly fortunate to consider really what we call our sponsorship family because these are folks that we love maintaining our relationships mm-hmm. with and continuing to talk to and share all the great things they're doing. So yeah, we're throwing it out there just yeah. as uh, as we start this March to two hundred. If it's uh, something that you're interested in, maybe some of you that haven't worked with podcasts before. We love to be the first interview for people. We love <laughs> to be the first folks that you like to sponsor. We enjoy working with folks and we've got, you know, um, a variety of ways. If you're interested in the Twitter chat, if you're interested in the podcast, and if you have some wild and crazy idea that we've never thought of, we'd be happy to chat. We're not going to guarantee anything, but what? how did Kramer put it? Interesting trades are considered. <laughs> I, that, I think that sounds good. I think that sounds good. Yeah. Hey, you could be the official business card sponsor if hey, you hey. really want to work with us. <laughs> For those of you who haven't heard the story, I got a LinkedIn invite from somebody that thought we were a company, and he said, I really want to do business with you. When I offered to work with him to maybe be the official podcast sponsor, he simply replied, no, thank you. (laughs) What happened to want to work with us, dude? Come on, man. You know, and business cards are the wave of the future. It's not a bad thing to have, (laughs) and I thought it was a legit opportunity for us to partner with somebody in a different way, and apparently he didn't appreciate the fact that I wasn't buying anything. Yeah. His his loss, not ours. Exactly. exactly. We've talked enough about that yep. opportunity. Those opportunities. I am really excited about tonight's guest. Been following him for a while out there on the social media scene, and mm-hmm. really glad that we were able to have him take part tonight. I know you had a chance to talk to Bruce briefly uh, before uh, before we joined or got together tonight. So I'm going to let you make the introduction, and we will get started. Yes. Super excited to welcome Bruce Waller to the show tonight. He is the Vice President of Corporate Relocation for Armstrong Relocation and Companies in Dallas, Texas. He graduated from the University of Central Oklahoma with a degree in business management before relocating his family to Dallas, Texas to start a career relocating families. He once hired and managed talent for his company, and today he helps companies relocate talent across the U.S. and overseas. He is certified in both HR and relocation and currently serves on the Texas Durham State Council as a district director. In 2017, Bruce published a book to inspire people to find your lane and followed it up in 2019 by publishing a journal called Mile Markers, A Five-Year Journey. He also writes a weekly blog called A Relocation Minute. 
Something you might know, not know about Bruce, he has bowled 10 perfect 300 games over his career. He loves peanut butter and Diet Coke, which is probably why you get along so well with Jennifer McClure. <laughs> <laughs> For oh, sure. Bruce, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the show tonight. We are super excited to have you. What's in your glass? Well, first of all, it's an absolute honor to be here on uh, the Social Hour podcast. And in my glass, of course, is Diet Coke tonight. <laughs> <It's a great laughs> choice. I wouldn't expect anything less. Bruce, you know, there's this running issue that you, I guess you and Jennifer McClure and... Oh, gosh. Mary Faulkner and Lorena Pabon are all Diet Coke people. <laughs> I used to be a Coke Zero person. I'm not anymore. But there was this real bone of contention that, you know, there's this factions within the Coca-Cola community. <laughs> but it's cool. We, we will certainly accept that here. And we're and again, we're really glad you're with us. How in the world did you get into the space you're in? You know, obviously working in corporate relocation, tying that into HR. How did all that happen for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been an incredible journey. And uh, really, it started back uh, years ago when I was uh, helping uh, manage my parents' bowling centers. Of course, I grew up, my parents were bowling proprietors, so I grew up in the bowling industry. During that time, when I was managing the, the bowling centers, I didn't realize I was doing HR at that time. When I'm hiring, training, motivating uh, staff and 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 doing the you know, HR, HR duties, but Back in 1995, after I graduated from college, I realized that my schedule and my wife's schedule just weren't in alignment. You see, people don't bowl from eight to five during the week. They bowl on <laughs> nights. They bowl at nights and weekends. And my wife was a school teacher. And so, of course, she worked in the day. So, of course, she worked in the day. I worked at night and on the weekends. And so we were trying to raise a family and it just wasn't working out the way we wanted it to. So in 1995, I moved to Dallas, Texas and, and got a job with a, a moving and storage company. And I was with this company for uh, about seven years and, and just working my way up through the ranks. Um, I was a staffing manager. I was in, in, in charge of hiring our crews, training our crews. And then after that, I was hired by another a company, about a, a $5 million revenue company, moving a storage company. And I was the general manager for that company. And of course, you know, general manager, you're in charge of all, all facets. And my main functions, of course, were operations, sales, and, and HR. And what I learned from that company is that you know, it was a it was a uh, it was a branch of a uh, corporate entity with seven operating companies. What I learned was that that branch is that I really was working twenty four seven. Whenever the corporate called or someone called, they wanted to talk to the general manager, and uh, it was just really uh, a challenging time. And so I decided that I was going to pivot, and I pivoted over to a company called Armstrong Relocation. And in this particular role, it was a little bit different. It wasn't a staffing, it wasn't a manager position. It was going into the marketing and sales piece of it. And I really looked at that as, I was very intrigued by that because that was one piece I really didn't have on my resume and I thought I wanted to try it. And so when I joined Armstrong Relocation in 2004, I remember thinking, I don't want to be a sales guy. I want to be someone who can really help people. I mean, I already knew the business. I already knew the, the operation side. I just started looking 
for different uh, groups that I could get out and network with. And I, I'll tell you, and you, you've probably done the same. You've networked with many groups um, and they all have a, a, a different way of doing things. But uh, for me, uh, I started networking with uh, Dallas HR. And that's really where it started for me is uh, just really stepping out and, and just and, and just showing up. And so I started networking with Dallas HR. Funny story, just real quick. And that is when I started working at, uh, networking at Dallas HR, the very first meeting I went to, uh, of course, Dallas HR is the third largest SHRM chapter in the country with 2,300 members. So when you go to a luncheon there, you're going to go to a luncheon with, you know, 200 plus people. And I remember going to that meeting thinking, wow, you know, it looked like everybody knew everyone. Um, and I was just trying to figure out, yeah, I was trying to find my lane. I was just trying to figure out where I fit in. And so, of course, I met a, a few people and, and I left. I knew there was something there uh, because HR was a buyer of relocation services. And I thought, if I could learn more about HR and learn more about, you know, what they're doing in their world, then I think I could add more value. Uh, the next month I went to the meeting and I remember walking in and, and I shared this in my book. I walk in and I look at the crowd and I walk right back out to my car thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> uh, if you fast forward eight years, uh, became president of the organization and then served on the board of trustees for another seven years. That is awesome, Bruce. And um, I'm glad that you walked back in and <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and stuck around. That's It's been fantastic for all of us. Well, and, and the thing about it is, here's, here's what I learned, and I, and I tell people this all the time. When I first, the reason why it was like that when I first started was because I was more worried about me. And when I started leaning in and really uh, learning more about the other person, as I say, uh, be interested versus interesting. When I started being interested, really everything changed. And then, uh, of course, you know how that works. You Someone says, hey, you want to be on a committee? Absolutely. I have no idea what I'm doing, uh, but I was on the government affairs committee and it's kind of, uh, and then you, of course you start meeting people and it's been an incredible, incredible journey. And I've, I've just developed so many incredible relationships and I, I just absolutely love it. In your bio, we talked about your books, mile markers and uh, find your lane. So what prompted you to write them and what's been the response and then um, any future books in mind? Uh, it's, the response has been incredible. I, although I'll tell you, when I decided to write a book, it, it certainly wasn't to, um, honestly, it wasn't to be a best-selling book author or to write it for business. I just wanted to write a book. And I, I, I remember talking with you offline, Wendy, uh, a few weeks ago. You know, when I, I'm a big goal setter. And uh, I remember um, I, I, I read something about uh, someone who had tried to like set a like a long term goal, and instead of uh, setting a long term goal of what you want, uh, kind of set it of like who you want to be. And so, um, when I was forty years old, after I'd been at Armstrong for about three years, I wrote down what I wanted to look like at ten years from now. And I, you know, I want to be a, I want to be a sales leader. I want to be on the President's Club. Uh, I want to be. Um, involved in, you know, uh, uh, volunteering. I want, you know, have a couple of gr college graduates. I want to write a book. Uh, and I wrote down all these different things. And I remember uh, after 10 years, I remember looking at that list just like, wow, I cannot believe that I've been able to accomplish 
all of this stuff except this one thing, this book. That really pulled at me. And I had been writing a blog at that time. I'd been writing a blog for about seven years. And I thought, you know, I wonder if I have enough content on my blog to maybe put together a book. And that's that's really what inspired that. And, I, and I'll tell you, the reason why I put it on my list in the first place was because when I started as a manager, when I first moved to Dallas and started as manager, I, I really struggled. I had a hard, hard time. Uh, I tried to do things by myself. Uh, I really struggled with collaboration. I struggled with uh, buy-in. I just struggled with all the things uh, you need that you need in your life uh, to be a good leader. I had someone hand me a, a book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. Um, and then, of course, uh, he also handed me an audio tape to listen to. And I really felt like I had a coach right there with me. And so that kind of started that personal development journey. And so every time I read now, I'm just so like inspired. And I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be cool to be able to write a book and like encourage someone along the way? And that, that's really what my hope was at the end of the day was if I've had some failures and I've had some challenges uh, and some successes, maybe there's some other people out there that are in that lane too. And if I could just like give them some encouragement and help them, that really, for me, that would put me really in what I call the lane of fulfillment. That, that, that was really my why behind that. Beyond the books, Bruce, you also do a bit of speaking. And I think it was interesting a little bit earlier this year, or I guess into late last year in December, you had an episode of Impact Makers with Jennifer McClure that came out. We are certainly unabashed fans of Jennifer's as well. <laughs> and we're so happy that she is back doing the podcast thing, you know, weekly. Your conversation with her was was about speaking, and she gave you a lot of insights there. We thought that was really interesting, knowing that you've been very active on the speaking circuit for some time. How exactly did you get your start in that speaking world, and you know, what led to that conversation with Jennifer? And ultimately, you know, where can the listeners that hear this show where the, where may they hear you in 2020? Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That that was a lot of fun. Uh, speaking and, and just having some dialogue with Jennifer. I'm a big fan uh, of Impact Makers podcast too, and of course uh, Jennifer McClure. She's as genuine as they as they come. But for me, uh, it really started when I first started uh, at Armstrong Relocation. I knew I was going to be presenting to uh, different companies. I knew I needed to like level up my my speaking and my communication. So I actually uh, enrolled in Toastmasters for a couple of years to try to really just get better as a speaker. I thought I would be, honestly, I thought I would be speaking a little bit more early on, but I don't, nobody really wanted to hear about relocation uh, unless they were in relocation. Funny thing is when you write a book, everybody thinks all of a sudden that you are this uh, world-class speaker. And so when my book came out, I started getting a lot, a lot of invites to come speak. And it would, and I know what what the background was. It's because I had built up my network for so long, and now all of a sudden I have a book out, and uh, people wanted to hear that. And I was just so grateful for that. Uh, but that's kind of what started that that uh, speaking tour. I actually have a good friend here, Yvonne Freeman, uh, that's a uh, a senior leader for uh, HR leader for a company here, and I was having coffee with her when a very a very first company asked me to come speak. 
And she said, Bruce, you say yes and just keep saying yes. And you're going to grow and you're going to get better from that. And I, I tell her all the time, uh, I, I thank her all the time for just giving me that advice uh, along the way. But the reason why uh, the conversation happened with Jennifer was because I, I really feel like it doesn't really matter what season you're in in your speaking. I've been speaking now. I've, I spoke uh, 30 times last year, 20 times a year, so 50 times in the last couple of years, uh, different conferences. Um, I actually spoke this morning to a, a company here in Dallas. It was absolutely fantastic. I always feel like I want to I want to learn something from the people who are out there that are that are doing it, that are advanced, that are skilled. Uh, I just and I think a lot of Jennifer and I I thought, you know what, I'm going to reach out and just see if she can. I was really looking for a nugget. You know, we're all looking for that one little piece that we can just, you know, elevate. And so when I before I uh, talked to her, I, I really I'm, I'm a big note taker. So I sent her five questions. I said, hey, listen, I know you don't have a lot of time. So I'd like to ask you these five questions just to get your thoughts on it. And really what I was looking for in that nugget was, are there some other topics that I can kind of look at? Are there some other places that I should be speaking and different things like that? And so when she looked at those questions, she, and we got on the phone, she said, Hey, do you mind if I record this? Because those five questions are the five questions that are most popular questions I get asked. And I'd love to record that. And so I didn't realize that was going to be a podcast until we, uh, she, she wanted to record that. And, and I've listened to it, uh, half a dozen times just to continue to try to take <laughs> sure. just to continue to try to take something from it. And so um, I, I certainly appreciate all the advice that she gives, but in particular uh, for speaking. So uh, yes, we where I'm going. I was actually speaking at a company this morning. I'm going to be in Brownwood, Texas, speaking at a local Sherm group there uh, this week. I'm going to be in Waco, Texas in two weeks. I'm going to be at Oklahoma HR speaking for my, I think, fifth year in a row there. And so um, in Tulsa, and I'm just super excited. And I got to tell you, I posted something this morning uh, on my Instagram. And I got to tell you, the journey just keeps getting better in the speaking arena. I'm just, I'm, I'm having a great time. And I think it's because of two things. Number one, the fuel that you get from the feedback. You know this, John and Wendy, both of you are great speakers. When people like tell you their takeaways and how you've been able to like lift them up. I mean, there's just, that's an incredible feeling. And then number two, just, uh, just continue to expand on the network. Uh, I just think it's, it's super. So I want to just, I want to try to keep it going. I'm curious, Bruce. It, I know when you spoke with her, you were thinking, you were talking about topics and what the audience may be looking for. What are you trying to do? So these, the sessions that you do have with Oklahoma and what have you, what are you going to be talking about primarily this year? Well, uh, th- there's a couple different things. Number one, I-, I think that what I typically talk about is is leadership. Find your lane and-, and accelerate your career. And that's really about finding your way, right? And there's some strategies I give in my book using a career GPS. And that stands for being growth-oriented, being purposeful in your planning, and being shareholder resources. So that- that's really a general uh, session on the importance of just investing in yourself, networking, planning, with purpose, but I want to start talking a little bit more about the importance of mentoring. I think mentoring is uh, something that uh, people are doing, but are they being intentional about it? Can we can we we be more intentional about it? I want to I want to talk about that. And then lastly, one of the things that uh, she had also mentioned was, I mean, I'm a sales leader in our organization, and so I know a lot of times HR professionals have a hard time getting buy-in from their leaders. So maybe. 
finding a way to share some strategies around uh, maybe what you do in your own company, you know, going to your own sales team and saying, hey, how do you find uh, the champions in the organization? Uh, you know, how do you ask the right questions? How do you just continue to, to, to find a way to, to, to get approval uh, to feel better about, you know, what you're doing? So, you know, another thing that uh, Jennifer had actually, the, the main takeaway I got from that was this, John, and, and this kind of parlays into that question, that is, she mentioned that one of the things you might consider doing is start keeping a question log. So when people right. ask you questions, write those questions down. And if you have three of the same questions, you're probably going to need to turn that into a, a topic. So uh, that, that's, that's where I'm going with that. With all your speaking, you're also, also very active in um, Sherman, Texas, which is fantastic. What do you enjoy about being involved at the state level? Let me tell you, I so uh, when I was president of Dallas HR, of course, I was a member of the state council as the president, but then I rolled off after that year. And so in 2019, I was appointed a district director. And I got to tell you, I am loving it. And here's why. Because uh, we're a mission-driven council, right? And so our mission is to support and connect our Sherm chapter leaders by elevating HR through advocacy uh, education and and leadership development. I feel like when I talked about mentoring before, I feel like this is a chance for me to mentor upcoming uh, current chapter leaders. I mean, I've been in that position. I remember what that felt like. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's the, uh, it's not really fear, but there's some fear of the unknown. Hey, what do I need to do here? I only have a short time to make impact. And so I'm able to really go out there, develop relationships. Every month I have what I call a, a, a Texas Sherm talk. And so we get all the district leaders on, on, the, on the call and we talk about, we just brainstorm, to be honest with you. We talk about, hey, what's working for you and, and you know, what do you, what's coming up and, you know, trying to get ideas to try to continue to elevate the profession and, uh, and the chapters, uh, chapter leadership. Bruce, uh, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half-hour question connection. Woohoo! Yes. Uh, <laughs> so very excited to. Uh, we have a few new questions um, this go round. And first one: What career did you dream of having when you were a child? Oh man, when I was a child. Well, I just I do remember this. I ha- I had a great high school football coach. He was so inspiring. So when I went to college, when I first went to college, I wanted to be a football coach. I think a football coach, I, uh, I did my uh, student, I didn't do student teaching, but I did student observation. And um, after that, I decided I, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. But you know what? So unlike me who got through student teaching and did it for a little bit, right? <laughs> hey, but I, hey, I get to coach uh, uh, Sherm chapter leaders today. So I'm That's still right. going to do that. But yeah, coaching. Yeah, there you go. Bruce, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Uh, I'm going to just tell you a real quick story. A guy by the name of Kelvin Goss. Kelvin Goss is an HR leader at Delic US uh, here in Dallas. And the reason I want to bring him up is because uh, last year uh, I was at the HR Southwest Conference. Uh, That's the Texas State Conference for, of course, the state of Texas. And he was speaking about networking on the uh, pop-up stage. And so that's where, you you know, you give the 10-minute presentations, uh, similar to a disrupt style. 
And uh, I remember him coming off and I, I was just, I was really, uh, I, I thought he did a wonderful job. He had a, a, a some energy in him. Uh, he was you know, just a good, good guy. And so we connected. What I like about what he did though, was he took it to the next step. See, many times we'll connect and then we'll move on. But what he did was he connected with me on LinkedIn uh, and then he reached out and said, hey, listen, uh, just, I'd like to get to know you a little bit more. We're both in Dallas. You know, I'd love to get on a call. So we got on a call maybe a month later or so. Uh, fast forward to uh, this week when he called me and said, hey, listen, uh, my executives are having a team meeting. Uh, we'd like to bring you in as a speaker. And so we we spoke this weekend and I feel like we're like friends. And, and it's because he has done networking the right way. He has basically connected. He has followed up and then he's continued to try to like stay in touch and, and just, we're trying to help each other be resources. Uh, he's really excited. I actually shared with him a disrupt HR uh, Dallas uh, events coming up uh, soon. And so uh, he wants to, to speak at that. So anyway, I, I would say uh, that would be someone that people should connect with. That's, that's always fun when, when you make the intentional connection like that. Yes. That's awesome. So Bruce, a new HR professional asks you for one piece of advice. What do you tell them? Oh, man, one piece of advice. I, I, you know what? I would say build a network. I was uh, at a Dallas HR uh, social event when I, like really when I very first started. I remember meeting a guy there, and he used to be a VP of HR for this company, and I asked him how long he had been involved, and he said he had just got involved, and I asked him why, and he said, he had been working with that company for 20 years and he had never gotten out of the office. He didn't have a network and he felt like he was starting over. And I thought, wow, number one, yes, you, you know, you got to get out and build that, but uh, it's, it's more than the network. I mean, it's the relationships. It's, it's being able to have those resources, not only for you, but to be able to help other people with those. And so I share that all the time. Your network is your net worth. I mean, you think about that. That is so true. And so I'd say build a network. Bruce, beyond your work with Texas Sherm House, do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? So for me, um, it's really been, I think, through, you know, I've been writing a blog with, you know, a relocation minute. I've been doing that for a little over uh, 10 years now. And I really enjoy doing that again for encouragement, of course, with Texas Sherm being able to mentor and then also uh, there's one other piece here. We talked about mentorship as well, and that is Dallas HR has a uh, mentorship program for college students. What they do is they allow college students to apply to come into this mentorship program, and then HR uh, professionals can also apply, and then we match up mentors with the mentees. And so I've been doing that for a couple of years, and i got to tell you, I, I've been told, you know, of course, the mentees are like, oh, thank you so much for, for what you do. And I'm like, listen, I learned just as much from you or more. Uh, the last mentor that uh, here in Dallas, uh, her name is Morgan. And since I'm not an HR practitioner sitting in that seat, I thought, you know what? I still want to give her something really good. So what I did was I contacted a couple of different people in my HR network, said, hey, we're going to come by your office uh, would you sit down with Morgan for about 30 minutes, just kind of share what you do, answer questions. And we called it HR around town. 
And that was one of the funnest days I had in, in, actually in 2019. So just continue to, to be a mentor for others. What a great idea. I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Get, get some people together and have a nice little round table. Yeah, Wendy, I'll, t- I'll tell you just real quick. Uh, I posted that on social media and I had three or four uh, eight senior level HR leaders in my network that were pinging me saying, hey, how come you didn't come see me? I said, well, you're next. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Bruce, what is your favorite movie? Oh, favorite movie. That's, you know, those are all tough. Any sports movie. I'd say, say, you know, um, any inspirational. Remember the Titans, Jerry Maguire, any sports movie. How about your favorite musician or band? You know, of course, I grew up. 80s guy, so Journey, Foreigner, all those fun groups. But actually, I had a, a friend of mine turn me on to Imagine Dragons. Oh. Uh, whenever they saw my uh, a post about Level Up, and so uh, she sent me a song called Rise Up, and I was like, oh, man, I like this group. So I've, I've kind of been listening to some of their music. Uh, favorite TV show? Well, I'm, uh, you know, I don't really watch a whole lot of TV, however... My daughter turned me on to This Is Us uh, a while back. Ah. And so uh, This Is Us is definitely uh, one of my favorites. And actually, it starts, the new season starts, this, I think, today or next week. But anyway, oh, wow. it starts back up soon. So anyway, yeah. Bruce, this I, don't is mean, us. I don't mean to chuckle out loud like that, but that show gets more love on it this does. podcast it than any other show ever. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I'll bet you you're the sixth or seventh person that's mentioned this. It's amazing. So, you know, the weird thing, John, is it's this show. This is us, and then like the Dateline shows. Yes, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. those I, I, two. You're yeah, right. Those are the yes. two that get the most love. And for for me, I'm just like I watch TV to be entertained and not <laughs> scared out of my. Mm-hmm. or um, crying. I, I don't need to do that while I'm watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's amazing. And I have yeah. to tell you, you mentioned foreigner. So my 16 year old, when he was very, very young, I'm talking yeah. like six or seven, he was a huge foreigner fan. He still is a foreigner fan of anything pre. I want to know what love is. Oh. He hates ballad foreigner, but <laughs> foreigner four and anything before that hot blooded, all that stuff, any of the foreigner greatest hit stuff pre 1984 absolutely loves it. And one time when he was taking less drum lessons, his teacher said, Oh, I played a show with foreigner Hmm. and half of it was tracks. You know, they had, they had all kinds of uh, audio support and his face just fell. He was devastated when he was told (laughs) that they were not playing their live show was not really necessarily live. And I forget there was another band that was with them and, and, and Daniel said, well, what about them? And he said, oh, no, man, they played everything. They were legit. Like, they did it all themselves. But that was, uh, yeah, it's really, really funny. Even, you know, if he hears I want to know what love is, he just starts to gag. And that makes, <laughs> me, that makes me happy. I try to teach him well. Terrible. Now, if you're, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, folks, uh, he has just made his first comment on this podcast where he said they're terrible. There you go. So if you're, <laughs> for, those of you, for those of you listening, so my, my children have been on Star Joe's. They've never appeared on HR social hour. Here they are. If you're not watching, remember the Titans or Jerry Maguire. If you're not listening to journey foreigner, imagine dragons or watching this is us. Bruce, what else do you like to do outside of work? Outside of work? Well, uh, my daughter has a two and a half year old son and a seven month year old daughter. So we spend a lot of time with our grandchildren, which is a lot of fun. 
And then, you know, I'm always looking for different things to, to learn and, and do. And so about a year and a half ago, I started taking piano lessons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. So I'm, I'm playing the piano. Uh, funny story. My brother, uh, who's also in the industry, he uh, heard I was taking piano lessons. So he started taking them, too. And so this year at Christmas, <laughs> it's real. And of course, he he's he bought him a baby grand piano, and I mean he's he's into it. Um, wow. And this uh, December, he 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 texted me and he said, "Hey, let's have our first annual piano Christmas." And so we invited you know his uh, daughter and daughter in law also play. My wife plays, and my daughter in law plays as well. So we invited everybody over for a piano night. It was it was pretty neat. Really enjoyed that. Nice. That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Listen, as someone that taught many instruments and piano was always my worst, to be starting further along is incredibly challenging. So kudos to you for, for doing that because that, that takes a lot of dedication and it takes a lot of dedication regardless, but especially as starting when you're not young or a child, right? And, and you get that repetition. That's, a, that's fantastic. I love hearing that. I'm going to ditto awesome. that. I'm going to ditto that part when you say it's challenging because it's oh, yeah. very yeah. tough. My, my yeah. dad's been playing piano for 75 years. And so wow. it's, you know, he started literally as a child, you know, yeah. and so I, you know, and he still does. And, and it's, it's great that, you know, he had that. We, I grew up with music in my house and, and somebody always banging on the piano and singing. And, and so, yeah, <laughs> it's I, awesome. That's, that's awesome. I think it's great that you're finding that when you did. That's, that's amazing. Definitely. Finally, it's Bruce Waller Day all around the world. What are we doing? Oh, my gosh. What are we doing? First of all, Bruce Waller Day. Wow. How cool would that be? Are you serious? <laughs> um, what are we doing? Man, we are probably, um, we're networking. We're, um, you know, we're, we're playing the piano. Uh, just having a good time, just really doing fellowship together and uh, just trying to figure out, you know, how can we keep, you know, building relationships with one another? What are we eating? Oh, what are we eating? What are That's we important. eating? Oh, man. Uh, we are going to eat some. Oh, I know this is bad. I know this is bad. Chocolate pudding pie. Oh, <laughs> how's that bad, Bruce? Yeah, what's bad about that? I, I'm enjoying that. I'm all right, that. all right. With some graham cracker crust? Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Good choice. Good choice. I, for one, would be happy to celebrate Bruce Waller yes. Day listening to piano music and eating chocolate pudding Dude, pie for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Like I love it. I love it. <laughs> Bruce, we, we are so appreciative of, you, of your time and, and what you're doing for the community and taking time with us tonight. There may be some listeners that, that don't know you aren't connected right now. What's the best way for them to reach you out there? No, I appreciate that, John. And, and Wendy, this has, been a, this has been a fun night. Uh, really, the best way is just my website. Go to BruceWaller.com. You can find all my social media. I'm very active on Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, Instagram. So I would love to connect. And, uh, you know, we talked about networking, the importance of internal networking, external, but that's social networking. A lot of people don't realize the value of that. So I'd love to connect with you and just continue the conversation. We will have that in the show notes. And Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for the listeners to reach you out there? 
Best way is on my blog, uh, mydailyjourney.com, daily D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the second and fourth Sundays of each month, 7 p.m. Eastern time, you will find me on Twitter as part of the HR Social Hour Twitter chats. How about you, John? HR Social Hour podcast.podbean.com. Three little lines up in the top hand, right, left hand corner of the screen, or as I've been told, apparently it's a hamburger. Yep, hamburger. Uh, you click on that, you open it up, it's access to all my social accounts there. Listen, rate, download, review. If you are an international listener, please contact us. We want to send you a gift for being yes. part of the community. Uh, and we'll continue to say that throughout the year. Uh, again, Bruce, really appreciate you being with us tonight. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect give back, and network. Network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you all soon.